Hey, welcome to the podcast on what it's like living in New Zealand as an American. I hope you enjoy this episode today. It's going to be great. If you're thinking about moving or traveling to New Zealand anytime soon, make sure you reach out to me at kiwiamericans.com as I have lots of resources for you and I'm here to help you on your journey. Okay, I'm very excited about the podcast today because we have a very special guest, Amanda. Now, Amanda is from the U.S. as well and has, how long have you lived here? I live here about two years now. Oh, two years. Wow, that went fast. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so we connected, I think, before you left. Yeah. Yeah, and then when you came, we had coffee, and so she lives about an hour north of me, and so, like, we've connected and our friends, and so... I just thought I'd have her on here today to talk about a couple things about her journey and her experience. And she's been here for a while now. And and yeah, we're very excited to have Amanda on the podcast today. So excited thank you. to be here. Thanks. Yes, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so let's just start off a little bit about why New Zealand? Like what kind of prompted you to even start the research or to do any of it or? Such a long answer. Why New Zealand? What a huge question. Yeah, fair. <laughs> but just some thoughts on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's definitely the more we researched up about it, and a lot of it was through your channel, but relative to the United States, New Zealand just fit for us. I do want to say though, I don't think it's for everyone. Mm-hmm. I think Agreed. You know, a lot of people from the U.S. might be missing a lot of things and they might not like it right away. They might take a bit to get used to it or they might want to go back because they miss family. I think there's definitely a lot Mm. of reasons to come and it just has to line up with your values. So you Um, could see that New Zealand valued things that you did from afar. Like what were some of those things? It's nice to think that we got everything we had through our hard work our values from America of working hard, the the work ethic, the striving to get as far as you can with the resources you have. Try again. Okay. Okay. Looks like Siri has joined us today on this podcast. (laughs) And we just realized after having the house, having the car, having all Mm. the things that are in the U.S. Values. Yeah. In the U.S. that we still. The American dream, as they say, right? Yes. You work hard, you pull yourself up by your bootstraps and you live in the suburbs and you have this amazing life. Exactly. I had that. You had that. every measure, at least in my book. And I still wasn't necessarily happy. There's a lot of things that I that happen on a daily basis in the U.S. that we just get used to. I think some of those things are actually very negative in my mind. If you're an empathetic person, it's hard to hear what other people are going through. So living in such a privileged, fortunate position doesn't actually feel that great either. You're looking down on other people at that point then, or they at least feel that, which I was never that type of person. I've always tried to be able to befriend anyone. So that was actually pretty uncomfortable. Like you achieve that and you're excited, but it's people, I think some people think it's like a, a limited pot of other people get it then they can't or it's somehow taken away from them mm. where we that's not the kind of distance we wanted to create with the people we love or even strangers so i think that really spoke to us and then both my husband and i talked about new zealand on our first date 
<laughs> oh, did you? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. What was the conversation about? What do you mean? Why did you talk about it? So to I've moved every three years for my whole life. Mm-hmm. My dad was in the military and then Oh, really? Yeah, and then I just got used to that Mm. and really liked that, creating a new community, different places, having friends in different places. And so I think that was, for me, really important to know that whoever I was going to marry, I was treating it like a recruiter because I was a recruiter. They must haves and they can't (laughs) haves. It's not a bad plan, you young folk out there. <laughs> he, he must want to travel. He must want to live somewhere else. And my now so husband. So interesting. Yeah. And my now husband said, first place, you would want to move if we did move out of the country. And we both at the same time said New Zealand. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I was basing my decision off of a calendar I got when I was in like third or fourth grade. (laughs) I'm like, that is a beautiful place. (laughs) Isn't it funny how those things really do affect you and get in your mind? And I want to, you know, that becomes your pursuit. Yeah. And then you just, you hear, you know, New Zealand over the years and no one has had bad things to say. No, I know. It's true. So it's very, it's an easy place to be if you're Mm. looking at the right, the things that I look at, which are, do I feel like it's a community here? Mm. Do I feel like neighbors can't talk to each other? No, we just had a couple national disasters and we like, the country cares, it feels like there's, I can't describe it, but yeah. But yes, I agree with you. It's very different for Americans. When you, when like you go through COVID or we're just going through this this cyclone and lots of flooding and just the way people talk about it, the words that they use, the things that they don't really think about, they don't really hesitate to help somebody. Mm -hmm. They don't hesitate to be like your neighbor's coming over. And while I wouldn't say every community in the U.S. doesn't have that, there certainly do. There's lovely small towns and people caring for each other and they're very nice, but it's the value system of the country, I think, that comes out. Yeah. And it's really noticeable. And to be fair, the New Zealand is so much smaller yeah, than the United true. States. Like I lived in <laughs> Dallas, which is larger in population size than New Zealand. Mm. And New Zealand is about the size landmass wise as Colorado and about the same population. It's a lot easier to do things on a smaller scale. And when you're in those big cities, you have everyone around you. Right. But do you feel like you're connected to them? Mm. You so know, you, have you felt connected since you've been here for two years? Yeah, I have. Okay. It, it's it's very, I don't know, at least where I live. I, I can't speak to everywhere in of New course. Zealand, but I feel like I can talk to people mm-hmm. and they're not looking at me like, why are you talking to me? They're happy to just have a chill conversation with a stranger right. and they randomly. have to and they take the time yeah they take a lot of time that was so noticeable to me. oh you're just gonna sit down and chat with me or <laughs> you're, when people come over they stay for a while yeah do you know what I mean and yeah. they actually are they come across as sincerely interested in what you have to say mm. sincerely interested in where you've come from they're not like mad that you're here or why are you coming to our country there's none of that it's mm. just Oh, that's cool. Tell us about you. Tell us about where you're from. So that was my experience anyway. So it was, and and I've never been an immigrant before. Yeah. So I didn't know what coming in to a new country was going to be like. I didn't know how they would accept me. And I came on a kind of crazy day to arrive January 6th. (laughs) At least it was in the U.S. It was Mm -hmm. January 7th here. Yeah. And everyone just wanted to talk to me about it. They heard my accent and I 
Didn't matter if I was picking up takeaways. They're like, oh, you're American. And the borders were closed at that time. So they um, immediately... So it was 2021, January 7th. Oh, did I say 2020? No, no, you didn't say the year. So I just was like, just thinking about, okay, like, okay, okay, the 2020. Okay, cool. Yes. Nice. So I landed in New Zealand and everyone's wow what and you don't know anybody you don't have any family here <laughs> you're just here because you feel like it lines up with your values and you've always wanted to yeah absolutely we've never even visited but we my partner and i we make decisions based on all the research that we can do obviously yeah. we can't know everything but your channel there's other youtube channels yeah. have a lot of stuff on new zealand especially just visiting living was completely mm-hmm. different but you can find out a lot on the internet very thankful for that research no that i know do. it's great it's true <laughs> yeah that's great okay cool so you came here and do you plan, were you, are you planning on, are you here permanently, temporarily? We just recently got our resident visa. Oh, so wow. we're going to be going towards permanent residency next. Okay. And possibly dual citizenship, whatever. That's yeah. a little bit down the line. I don't have to think about it right no, now. No. Taking things step by step, but we definitely love it. And in the event that we don't love it, we can leave. Of course, we exactly. And that's back. what I tell people all the time is, well, I'm going to go through this huge effort and move to the other side of the world. We're staying. And I'm like, don't do that. Because who you are today is not who you are in 10 years. Yeah. You need to be open to just whatever comes about. I live life a bit differently as well. I think there's a lot of people who think, oh, if I just get here to this place, to this spot, like nothing's ever gonna be perfect, shiny rainbows. What if today is the best it's ever gonna get? You know, if you need to repair, start preparing, but go for your dreams. Why wait the time? Like there's so many things I didn't do five years ago, 10 years ago that I wish I would have done. I can't undo that, but right. I could change what I do today. Oh, and, that's good. And, that's good advice. And, you know, look towards my future. It's not, you have, it's, a lot of people feel like I think that my husband and I got the things that we did just one day. <laughs> it just right, happened. Like, it, like it just happened. Yeah. That effort, a sacrifice, yeah. and, and just going for it, going out of your comfort zone. I was just talking to a client this week from the U.S., and they're like, everything's just going, my job, my husband's job, we're settled, everything's going well. And so they're starting to hesitate, thinking about actually making the jump. And I'm just like, okay, you can be fine with the status quo. It's your choice. Yeah. You no. Know? But if you're curious and you want to know, then jump in and do it. Because the reality is, is like when it comes to jobs are like a big concern for people, you can always get a job. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? You can't always go to New Zealand. And once you get a certain age, it gets much more difficult. And if you want to have an experience and if you end up having, let's say worst case scenario, the horrible time, you hate it, this isn't you, but then you know that. Yeah. You know, it wasn't a waste. And you could share that experience Correct. with other people. It could be a learning opportunity. And that's... Right. Growth as a person. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it's... There's wonderful things about the U.S. Mm-hmm. There's wonderful things here. It it You just have to jump sometimes. You just have to jump sometimes. And you then know? that's the only way that you know. Mm-hmm. And other, you don't want to get to the end of your life and have regret, right? You don't want to have, oh, I wish I would have tried this or whatever. Just go for it and 
what who you become, what you learn is invaluable and only happens with action. Mm. Doesn't happen with just wondering, thinking about it. Yeah, you know? absolutely. I, I agree with that 100%. And it served me well in, mm. in life. I feel like I get a lot of the things because I go for it. Correct. Yeah, like this is the thing is I always have lots of options thrown at me. And my I've changed my mindset probably over the last 10 years that instead of saying, oh, I can't do this, I can't do that because of this reason, or I'm too busy and got all these kids, there's always a reason, right? Yeah. That you can't yeah. do something. But like, how about trying to figure out how I can do that? What would it take for me to be able to do that? What would that look like? And so it just changes the way that you look at things. So it isn't like I'm too busy, but or could I cut out or could I hire somebody to help me with this? And you know, and you work it out and you think maybe it is possible if we look at it this way and then doors and opportunities and growth just happens. And humans are very adaptive. They can become used to things. They can be fine with things. Mm -hmm. They can think things are the best they're ever going to be. They can get by. But here, I feel a lot more encouraged to just go for it. And it's nice to have, and maybe I've curated those types of friends in my life. I like the ability to hear someone Mm. that I love, that loves me say, I think you can. And not Mm. everyone has those types of people in their life. You have to be that person for yourself. There will also be a lot of people that say, hey, I don't think you should. I think it's, have you thought about me? And it's not that I haven't, but I think our relationship can withstand me moving and doing something that I love that I feel like is going to benefit me. That's a dream of ours. And my my husband and I won't make decisions based on our haters. No. (laughs) And I feel very fortunate to have a lot of good people in my life that would encourage. Mm. I have other people in my life that tried to detract and that's okay. They, it's, there are people that really like to stay in their comfort zone. Yeah. And of course, it's called comfort zone. It's you. comfortable. It's a little right. bit a, a little bit uncomfortable to do something different that you don't know anything about. Absolutely. I got here, I had you show me the grocery store because I was like, I don't know where everything is, you know, <laughs> and that was uncomfortable. Yeah. But I can but navigate. Said- <laughs> it's not a difficult thing. You just adapt. Right. And, and New Zealand yeah. is quite easy, I would say. Yes. It's very, it's easy, it's similar, it's not that difficult. It's not like going to a country with a different language. Yeah. I'm going to jump in on a different subject just because I definitely want to make sure that we cover this. You Did you bring both of your two dogs with you? Yes. Two dogs with you. So I want to touch on that a little bit because I get so many questions about this and I just didn't do that. And yeah. I would love just my audience. I think it would be valuable to them to know. Just if you could just kind of overview maybe the process. Yes. So dogs was by far the hardest part. <laughs> okay, good to know. Um, yeah, yeah. It takes about six months mm. to get all the vaccines they require. Even if you've been up to date on vaccines, really? you still will need stuff that's specifically for importing a dog to New Zealand. And they have to, they're very strict on their calendar. Like, it has to be exactly on the day of six months. They need this other thing. Oh, okay. Or, so it really, you have okay. to say, have to get a good vet 
that knows how important it is to say on those exact time frames. Because when my our vet actually had to come in on the weekend to do this because you also need a vet who has different kind of, I forget what it was called, but it's something specifically for okay. New Zealand. Okay. And so she had to get some kind of certification in order to even help me. But she was willing to do that. Which is great. Really? Yeah. So that's really good advice. So if you are bringing a pet, don't put it off, I think is what you're saying. Yes. Like, yes. like figure all these details out. Because yes. there's, there's only like one way of bringing a pet here, right? It isn't like multiple companies competing against each other to do that. I believe that there's just one... I don't know, though. I haven't done it. So a pet, there are multiple pet importers. Okay. I happen to really enjoy ours. I worked with Kirsty Starwood. Okay, Starwood. And she okay. was Starwood Animal Import. She was just incredible. Okay. Meaning that I was a nervous wreck. <laughs> Sending my dogs. They're my babies. I want them taken care of. And there's so many things that really has to happen. And we were busy doing other things. We were moving. We were selling our home. We were selling all our stuff. Because oh the reason why we only brought six bags and two carry-ons to New Zealand is because it was either bring our dogs or all our stuff oh, as so. far as expenses were okay. concerned. Because it is quite expensive mm-hmm. to bring your pets. Okay. Especially if they're larger Yeah, dogs. she has large dogs. I would say larger dogs, not yeah. like the huge. One, one required a Great Dane crate just because she has long legs. So it's there's a, a height and they be, need to be comfortable laying down. They have to be able to turn around. So oh. the kennel that you have that just go back and forth to the vet in yeah. might be too small. There mm-hmm. are size requirements for them. We had to buy those, which were difficult to find in such a large size for her. Mm-hmm. And they have to match these specific requirements in order to buy that specific kennel. A animal importer will tell you all these things. Right. So you're not getting to the airport with your dogs moving them over and they say the necessary requirements aren't met and there are a few pages of guidelines on that because they don't just they don't come with you like it i my understanding is that you get them a bit later like they have to go through a quarantine or yeah for our particular situation they were supposed to come on the same flight that we were on but and this is another good thing about having an importer they they rescheduled them Mm. because i forget what reason but they the their flights changed three days prior to us departing, so they weren't on the same plane as us. Okay. So the importer made sure to hold on to them without us there and transport them when it was fine for them to fly. So there's different regulations from the airline, like temperatures it needs to be, so it can't be too hot, too cold in that below area. Really? Yeah. It needs to be a direct flight, so probably LA or JFK or whatever direct flights there are, and there's Mm. only certain airlines that do it. We were able to do it with Air New Zealand. I get this, like, some of, one of the months, they actually transport bees on the aircraft, so you don't actually, you can't fly your dog at that month. So Really? And it's, not all this is easy to find, but your surgery is going to know that stuff. It's just invaluable because I had someone taking care of that very important piece. Mm. Because we had so many other things to do. So they were like my dogs, basically, <laughs> in human form, doing their own thing, you know, making yeah, sure okay. their That's travel was planned. That's a good way to planned. look at it. Yeah. It wasn't cheap, but, and I didn't price around a, a ton. So mm. there may be places that are less expensive than my particular importer. But they, when I talked to them immediately, I felt like 
they cared about my dogs just as much as I did, which meant something to yeah, me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Whereas other ones, it felt more like a business. Yeah, a yeah. business. Yeah. These Kirstie, who's still there, and I've kept in contact with her, is very sweet and wonderful to work with. And I just felt like I had a friend taking care of my babies. So it was great. Oh, good. But yeah, so that I, I wouldn't put that off. I wouldn't figure it out on your own. I don't even know if you can, at least at the time of COVID, no, you had to you use can. a pet importer. So did you guys have to do like a two week oh, yes, quarantine? quarantine question. We were in quarantine. You were in quarantine. And then they also had to do quarantine, okay. which I think could be anywhere between 10 and 10 days and six weeks or six months um, up to. But I think that up to is coming from other countries that might have. Okay. So, but that was only because of COVID or do they normally have they to quarantine? Do you normally have to quarantine for okay. at least 10 okay. days. At least 10 days. Okay, that was my, I heard that, but I didn't really know. And so. ours got done at 10 days, but they had to stay longer because we were in quarantine. <laughs> so okay, they held it. on to them, which again, the pet and border set up. Oh, so you essentially had them right away once you got out of quarantine. Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. Oh, that's nice. And the only one that was open at the time was Auckland. I don't know if that's still the case, but it would be anywhere that you would arrive after a nonstop flight, I would Got assume it. has a quarantine facility. Yeah, I would assume. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So then I know, like, how was it hard for you to find housing then with pets? Because I know I get that question a lot as well. Yeah, it, it really was. But I think like most things in New Zealand, it's not a who really type situation. It's just who you are and if they feel comfortable with you that matters a, a bit as well oh that's true i i think if you come in entitled to a property like the real estate agent might pick up on those vibes because we got here and it was a 15 minute time slot that we had and we <laughs> tried to go view a place and we're not the only ones no, there's 20 no. other people know, there trying the to get that property so it is housing is probably the biggest struggle in New Zealand yeah. i feel like it's eased up maybe a bit yeah, but has. i'm not yeah. sure entirely. depending on where you are depending yeah. on, but also you were trying to find a place that in a smaller community you weren't like in a bigger city like Christchurch Wellington or Auckland yeah and we required a yard as well yeah. and we were trying to stay in a certain budget and i think it's hard but it's not impossible and i think it's just a matter of figuring it out you yes. know and if you have to move a little bit farther away and drive into work than you do because that's your priority and and that's the thing is like we ended up finding ours based on talking to somebody and just telling them that we we're still trying to find housing because we did have to stay in an Airbnb a mm. month and a half okay. while we were looking for places. And luckily, she was very flexible with that. But we ended up talking about it, and it felt like other people were looking at looking out for us and trying to find something. And usually, an employer is a good person to say, hey, if you happen to know of anyone that might have an opening right, just available. ask around, yeah. ask the question, don't be afraid to, and that was, that's like the biggest thing. Like, so many of my friends that come over, they're like, my phone's not going to work, I'm in a different country, they're freaked out, I'm like, you just literally ask the person next to you, because they're happy to help you, yes. and that's a very difficult concept coming in as an American. I'm like, you need to just throw out everything you think, all the fears, whatever, and you just need to trust me, and you need to just ask the person to use their phone and give me a call, and let me know that you're here. And they do, and they're like, oh, that was easy. <laughs> I, I have a cute story about that. Yes. When we first got here, first got out of quarantine, we went into a mall. 
and we were trying to find, I believe it was a cell phone store, mm. and there wasn't, we couldn't find a mall map or anything, and my partner just asked someone, hey, where is this? I don't know. I think it's this way, and she led us basically they'll, they'll to walk the you. other side of yes. the mall yes. to help us. Yes. Like you'd expect just to point that point. way, or maybe like a grunt, like I heard you or something. I don't know what I anticipated, but people were very helpful, and they don't leave their situation. Yeah, I just had it recently, and it always surprises me, even after being here for seven years. Like, really? You're going to walk me all the way there? That's so nice. And they're not working there. This isn't you yeah. know, their job. No, and, and she's like, oh, I'm just on my lunch, and you know, I think it's this way type thing. So she took out time in her lunch, really. Yeah, they me. don't live by the clock like Americans do. It's just, okay, there's always time. Don't worry. Don't overdo it. They're quite laid back, so that's quite different. Yeah. So jumping back into, okay, so you've been here for two years, and yeah, so that you're quite settled. You've been, you've stayed in the same area. So just talk a little bit about any advice you'd give for people coming here, maybe things you wish you knew, just, or any fun stories that you're just like, man, this just really hit me. Do you feel like it, actually, I'm going to ask a question first. Do you feel like, sorry, I'm, I'm off my head. Anyway, like you came here because you felt like it represented your values and has that been your experience? Yes, absolutely. But I do have to say, I think I'm looking for those things. Mm. I didn't come with the mindset of how different is this place than the U.S. And how (laughs) I'm sure there's some comparisons where New Zealand is not as good in the U.S. You can find those things. If your mind's looking for those things, you will find them. But I came here saying this is our dream. This is a brand new country. I'm not going to come here and change the culture. I'm not going to come here and I'm just going to mm. take it all on board. And I'm going to you know, try to fit in as, as easily as I can and try to learn from this culture and see what I could do differently. And it's been great. There's been mm. a lot of things that like just small things like I was talking to a friend about this. I'll have a think. Do you know the phrase, I'll have a think, is a thing that Kiwis say here, which I find applies in so many different areas where Mm. before I would feel a ton of pressure to say yes to an event, say yes to helping a friend, say yes to all these things when they asked me. Mm. And I don't know where that pressure comes from. I really can't say why that was what I did in the United States more, but here... There's a phrase you can always insert that says, I'll have a think on that. Even for this podcast, I think I told you uh, when you asked. (laughs) And that's good. That's good. I want people to think about the decision before committing to hanging out with me or whatever it is. I want them to, to want to slot that into their day or week or busy. There's always stuff to do in this Wellington region, I feel at least. I feel Mm. like it's really valuable when someone says, yeah, I'll give you my time. And they thought about it. And they They didn't feel forced. They didn't feel shamed or blamed or guilted into doing it. It was just, yeah, 100%. Yeah, I think it's like my favorite one, my favorite New Zealand phrase, as you all know, if you follow me, I can't be bothered. So it's just, I just thought, what a fun way to say no. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, and it goes off on what you're saying because you, we, in the, like in the States, it's hard to say no. 
Yeah. And so the fact that they're so comfortable and have these phrases, they're not just saying no. They're like, actually, like I actually don't want to. Like, I'm not going to do something out of obligation is what yeah. it's saying. You know, like, I can't, and I love sharing that with friends at home because I'm like, just say I can't. And they're like, can you imagine? Like, someone is <laughs> just going, I can't be bothered. And I just think it's so funny. And I, I love that phrase. But, but yeah, have a think. That's good, too. I like that. Yeah. And usually they know they they give you the benefit of the doubt mm. that you're going to spend it with time with family or you have other things or maybe if I if I can't be available at that time and I don't want to scrunch my day to minimize what I was already committed to, I can tell them another time that right. I'd love to hang out with them. And I've been lucky to have friends here at least that follow through on that. And if not, if they can't, they're not, obviously, if it's a consistent thing, you're canceling. But if, if you need to cancel for whatever reason, they're usually fine with it. I could use my time in other ways. It's really not a big right. deal. Right. And it's nothing to do with you. Yeah, oh, that's good. I like that. Did you find it easy to build a community, make friends? That's a big question I get a lot. At, at first, it was difficult because I was still... I probably got here and felt a lot of guilt for leaving. We had done all this work to get up, to get here, Mm -hmm. that we really didn't take the time, even in quarantine, to think, Mm -hmm. you know, what what we're leaving behind necessarily, all the things that we're going to miss. Mm -hmm. And I think that stuff never goes away. I I don't know if it ever really gets easier per se, Mm -hmm. but if you think about it in a way that most people are happy when I talk to them to hear Mm -hmm. from me, you came from, you're calling me from New Zealand, it's a little bit more... Right, they'll take the time for you. It's the people that I do talk with, we have a lot different lives, so it's a lot more to share. Mm -hmm. So you can think about New Zealand doesn't have spicy that's true (laughs) which is difficult for my partner more than me but or you can think oh my gosh what a a different concept to have a waiter and waitress not be living on tips right they have an actual larger minimum wage i won't say it's not always but it's an improvement from feeling like my and i was a waitress i made 213 an hour and if I didn't get tables wow. that day, I didn't have a livable wage in any kind of way. I had paychecks that were $22. Like, it was ridiculous. Oh, my goodness. You know, and if people wow. weren't, and I was a pancake house chain, if people weren't always tipping the largest, which you're not at a fine dining, yeah, yeah, yeah. then they're not going to use this high percentage of what right. they give you. And it just, it was less than anyone can afford to live on. Luckily, I was in high school with living with my parents, paying for my food and shelter. But it really spoke to me here that people can have that consistent wage when they're working a job, Mm. regardless of Mm. what it is. But anyway, as for making friends, I think was your original. We, I used Meetup. Oh, did you? Meetups here, we had like a board game uh, meetup groups. There's all sorts of community pages mm. on uh, Facebook, whether it's expats or your certain community. It's definitely different than the vibes that I got on next door when I was living in the United States. I was like, oh, I should invite all my neighbors over. And it was just not great stuff to be seeing on those pages of people that live around me. I'll just say that. Oh, really? I'm not familiar with that. That's interesting. (laughs) Yeah, it was. 
So it's next door, so it's like an app or whatever. Yes. Where you can just see what's going on with people around you. Is is it meant to I think connect people connect in your people. neighborhood or maybe or just look connect, out for like. maybe just <laughs> yeah, but it was not good. Okay. It was you should trim their lawn more. Like <laughs> and it was just very It was a place well, to complain. You know, it was right. very bad. But here the community pages are I got here like right away, and this sounds made up, really. Okay. I I found a wallet in the grocery store with several hundred dollars in it. I didn't want to turn it in. I have it. If you could tell me who you are, because it also had an ID in there, I will be returning that specifically to you. No. I don't know. I would never. I've never seen that ever. <laughs> <laughs> that was you? That was your wallet? No, it wasn't my wallet. It, was, just it was one of the okay, first things it. I okay. saw on the community page when I signed up for a Facebook group, which I don't do. But it was just, I don't know. There's just several things like that. No, I know. It's shocking to me. And it, people, like, just going into a cafe. Okay, this is the most stressful thing for me. I'll go into a cafe, and someone has their baby in one of those carriers, and they just leave the baby at the table, and they go way to the front in mm-hmm. order and I'm just sitting there I am like highly stressed out yes <laughs> even though I know where I am people just leave their phones everywhere and then they go up even me like leaving my laptop when I'm working at a cafe is really hard for me but you don't want to lose your table so you don't want to pack it up but you're just like oh gosh and yeah it's just a different world if you lose something it's likely it will get returned <laughs> yeah yeah, and I other people are actually looking at your items, I assume. So someone yeah. came up who was, like, trying to take your laptop. I'm sure someone would say, hey, what's up, dude? But just give yeah. a, a little bit of we're questioning your actions right now type yeah, thing. Yeah, like I normally just say to the person next to me, can you just watch this? I need to run to the bathroom because I have to go to the bathroom. Yeah. And it was like, oh, okay. And I don't have to pack everything up and leave, and it's fine. Yeah. So good. This is really good. Okay, so that was really good to hear. I really like what you're saying about, like, mindset and the way that you're looking at it and how you make your decisions. I think that that's really helpful for anybody and everybody thinking about coming here. So maybe some final, any final thoughts on maybe what you wish you knew before you were coming? Would there have been something helpful or any advice? I guess another story yeah. known, and it goes along to what we were just talking about, hmm. but I feel lightening up would have been a great thing to do right when I got here because... I was tense and anxious. Oh, yes. I You don't know like how much... I'm listening a lot to The Happiness Lab by Dr. Lori Santos. I'm taking her Yale course as well. And so nice, a lot of this nice. stuff is from her. But so I can't necessarily quote who she's quoting. But I'll just refer you to her. But she said there's something like to make sure that if, if you're... I guess, upset about a decision you made or going to make or Mm. didn't do yet because we do a lot of churning. We do a lot of, oh, I could be doing this. Churning, yes. Instead of just doing it. And if you just, and if you reframe your mind into thinking like, oh, I could be, I would be, I would feel guilty if I took a sick day and... I was just not feeling going into work that day, but I wasn't necessarily sick. You think about your whole day and I could be getting all my work done. I could be tomorrow. I'm going to have extra work. You're just using your whole day off now 
churning about all these things you feel guilty and shamed mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. Whereas here, I've heard a lot of the workplaces call those days wellness days. They don't really care why you're taking it. Mm-hmm. If you need it, take it. And that's, and I think that's a reframe to be able to say, hey, if I'm going to take this, I'm going to make this decision, I'm not going to be ruminating it on it all day and i'm not gonna um, beat myself up about it i'm not gonna yeah yeah you're just blamed for everything moving forward and i think when i got here so i did a community coffee ladies group right when i got here and i they were all friendly banter it wasn't any deep connecting we were doing necessarily it was just a nice Hmm. catch up with friends basically and I unloaded on them, cried and all sorts of things of the things, you know, people I was missing and the things that I felt like I went through to get here. And everyone was just looking at me sad, very empathetic, compassionate way of they've never really experienced any of that kind of mm-hmm. anxiety mm-hmm. here. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. maybe they have in ways different individuals have experienced different things, of course. But Were they all New Zealanders or were they people that have moved? Yes, okay. they, they, were all all, okay. they were all okay. Kiwis, yeah. And we, they just didn't realize. So you hear about the mass shootings, you hear about the mm. school shootings, you hear about the, all the fires going on in the California. Carrying around the guns everywhere yeah. and like politics. Yeah. yeah. They they hear about it, but it's really easy to think, oh, that's just the news or that's just... Right. But when we decided in 2020, 2019, I could over time see the, the open carrying yeah. of firearms increase. Mm. And you just don't want to see somebody walk into a bar with a gun on their hip. It's just, it's just, it doesn't feel good. I was, I actually owned a gun. I'm not saying anything bad about gun ownership, Mm. but it was, it became, I felt like I needed to be more fearful, more distancing myself Mm. because I didn't always feel safe. So then when you came here and you're feeling safe and you're not seeing that, then it just kind of was... It, I, I let it out on these poor ladies. <laughs> they just embraced me. I think mm. they understood in the way that they could, the way that they could relate. Yeah, because I also they haven't been through it. I think you've talked about it. I know other clients have talked about it. I've, you have, I think one thing that we need to touch on that you've touched on that I think is very important is that when you make a decision, a lot of people don't like it. And a lot of people don't like it that are very close to you. And they say very mean things. Mm-hmm. You're ditching us. Mm-hmm. You're leaving us. I just had a friend of mine who's an American here just found out. She like Her sister was like, I feel like you left our family. Mm-hmm. I feel like you ditched us. So that's really hard to hear. Like You are making a decision that you feel is right for you and your family and for your growth and for your sanity mm-hmm. and your life. And then people that are very important to you say, well, you're leaving us. And so... That's hard. I think that's part of what you're saying, that you're caring, you're feeling guilty, because they make you feel guilty. <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, and to, like, it is it is big. It, mm-hmm. it, I don't want to minimize yeah. moving across the world right, <laughs> away. Right. It, mm-hmm. it is a big thing to do. And, and people don't always support hearing that someone else is doing something different. And I can have compassion 
for them for in whatever way they may not even be able to afford it they might not be able to come they might be too old like they're whatever reason they're feeling that negative unfortunately that's their problem that's what they're going to have to sort through whereas for me I can send them as much happy vibes their way I'm always going to wish the best for them and and I like that in return people that aren't going to offer that I'm sorry for them I don't know what it is that makes them feel that way all the time I can think on it right and yes but I agree with you I think it's okay to validate it's okay that you feel that way I think that's real it does feel like we're leaving it does feel like the relationship is now strained or the relationship is now different do you know what I mean but what is the other choice The other choice is, okay, well, I stay and become bitter over time because I'm doing things, not that I want to do, but just to please you. And so that's what happens is that we start to do things that we're just, we're essentially like, well, I can't leave them. They'll be so mad or the, and then we don't. Yeah. And so you're right. It isn't all on us. I think that you're right, that you need to be empathetic. And I think that's honest feelings and that's okay that they're feeling it. But you're right, it's on them. They could also have a different perspective if they chose, just as we could have a different perspective to stay back. So it's a hard one. It's um, something that everybody struggles with coming. It all comes back to fear, right? Like our our brains have, Mm -hmm. I'm not a brain scientist in any kind of way, (laughs) but they have the amygdala, the fight, flight, freeze. That is your first response. Your body reacts first and then your brain has all the thoughts around it so if you can Mm. start there's mindfulness there's all sorts of you know different ways people do this but get in touch Mm. with where those feelings are coming from so my guilt i can be empathetic to myself and have compassion for myself as well i feel that because i have loved ones Mm. that i did leave in a way but that does not mean that I care about them any less. That doesn't mean that they are less important to me. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean that we have to stop talking or it might just mean that there's takes more effort. Right. And and not everyone's going to step up to that plate. And that's okay. And it doesn't mean they won't reach out. I just had a friend reach out two years later really? and say, hey, yeah. I heard about the earthquake. Are you okay? Mm. And that's nice. They can do that. And you can be open and accepting or you can say, why is it taking two years for you to reach out to me? That's the way I like to look at it is I want to just give everyone the benefit of the doubt. Because really, if you have doubts coming here, those might not ever Mm. go away. You will have to do work when you may miss people in a very new way. You're on the other side of the globe from them. It's never going to be easy to have that distance. But you are pretty much, you can make those decisions of where home is for you and Mm. create that home space anywhere you are, whether it be work, friends, you can make that happen. And we're so fortunate with the internet now, you have those options very easily Mm. accessible to you. But the reason it's so hard, I think, is because you want them but you want them here with you. And reality can smack you in the face and say, that's not reasonable for various reasons why they can't all come here with you. But that may be enough to keep you stuck mm. and want or and or wanting to go back. And that's 100% okay. But for me and my partner and I, people like seeing us living our best life. And we 
enjoy letting those people see us happy Mm. and making the memories here and sharing them with them. They like seeing those things and encourage us. And those are the people we reach out to more. So it's a two-way street. It's how you're you want to see your friends and how your friends see you and that might take some work on both sides but there's really if you do approach days with gratitude which we try to do here Mm -hmm. a lot which you could do in the u.s as well it's just a lot more coming at you a lot more advertising a lot more news stories a lot more just because maybe just because it's larger but i just don't have all that noise so i can really focus on wow i'm in traffic but what a gorgeous view. Or, <laughs> wow, I'm having a pretty crap day. Let me go do a walk to one of the neighborhood parks, <laughs> you know, right. that we have that are gorgeous. That are gorgeous, yeah. You just have to not be stuck in that. And that takes some different training in your brain. You can't always make your decisions. My friend who's a social worker says, well, are you making this decision based on fear? Are you making it based on shame? Are you making it based mm-hmm. on guilt? I think there's some other ones, but if you yeah. are, then those aren't good reasons. Right. Maybe reevaluate because right. those things will, they will be repetitive in your mind. Mm. They will not right. go away until you challenge them. And you say, hey, I'm actually going to, yeah, I'm going to miss my friends and family, mm. but they are happy for me. I'm assuming that they're going to hate me or they're not going to talk to me anymore. And maybe some friends do. But again, that that could be explaining like or listening to them and hearing out what their, their issues are. And like, I care about this. Mm-hmm. I care that you feel strained. What can we do? Right. Because it's it's saying like they care, really. You no, know? it is, and, right. Their and, frustration or their fear of losing you is, is valid. Like, they care about you. It's coming from a place of caring, even though they're freaking out. <laughs> yeah. You know? But can we work around it? Or this is what it's going to look like. And I'm happy to make the effort if you are. This is, I'm choosing to live here. And this is where I feel is the best life for us. And yeah, yeah, that's so good. Thank you so much for sharing, Amanda. That was just really good. I'm not even going to add to what you just said at the end, because it was that was just... That was it. That was really good. So thank you for joining us. I'm hoping to have you on again because I feel like there's a lot that we could cover. But yeah, so thank you so much. And I hope you guys got a lot of value out of it. So please make any comments or feel free to email any questions that you have about bringing dogs or leaving family or just kind of settling. Where did you, like, that's what I meant to ask in the beginning. Like, you did what state did you come from when you guys moved? We sold our home in Nevada. Nevada and then we okay. stayed in an Airbnb in California for two weeks. And because LA was one of the only flights going okay. to New Zealand. At okay. okay. So were you, like, you and your partner generally living in Nevada? Like, yes. for a couple of years before you came. Okay. So I just wanted to get a sense because it's always different where you're coming from and there's a lot of cultures just in of in and of itself in the u.s yeah, it we can were, be quite different we were getting wildfires mm. nearby and oh, we could were breathe for a few months in the city in the nicest uh, time of year and yeah so it was really when you're told mm. to evacuate your home and you're bringing your two dogs and a few forms of ID and everything you have that you could fit in a car that you care about, you realize it's not that many things. 
it's, it's just right. A, no, it's your true. people and your dogs. And, it's not that many things. And, we have way know. too many things in the U.S., everybody. You can give it up. <laughs> you can give it up. It's not too hard. Okay, well, thank you for joining us, and you guys all have a great day.